You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. On today's show, I'm going to look at the ACC conference and talk about who could possibly take down Clemson. If there's any team out there, who would it be? We're going to look at that. We're also going to talk about the news of the day. And finally, I'm going to also talk about, we're going to jump into ACC talk all day. I'm going to look at what coach in the ACC could be on the biggest hot seat. And we'll kind of give you, I have about four or five guys that I'm going to talk about today. Uh, Let's jump into the news first. So first of all, many of you have been asking about basketball transfers. TJ Bickerstaff has officially transferred to Boston College. Now, many of you had noticed that he, you know, made the official announcement that he was going to transfer from Drexel to Boston College. He was, you know, a forward and many of you are excited. He's an interior presence that I think really looks promising. He averaged 10.2 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, and 1.4 for assists. He's 6'9", 210 pounds. And many were like, why isn't he signed yet? Is there issues? Now, I had said before, if you followed on uh, Twitter, that you know maybe he was just finishing his program. Many times, kids don't officially sign with their schools until like you know they finish their undergrad degree so that they can you know finish the coursework and then head on out. So I'm guessing that's probably what happened because he officially signed on Tuesday. Now, Earl Grant had his comment about TJ, so we'll hear what he had to say. He said, TJ comes in with a lot of experience under his belt. He is a multidimensional player because of his wide array of skill sets, Grant said. He's very good at attacking the ball, a basket, excuse me, and is efficient in the paint. He's a really good ball handler, handler and passer for his size. His athleticism and versatility will be, bring great value to our program. We are extremely excited to have him join our program. So that's what Earl Grant had to say. Now with Bickerstaff, I'm not sure where they're going to put him um, or if he's going to start, if he's going to be a, a, a bench player, because you have DeMar Langford out there. It, James Karnak looks like he's coming back. Andre Adams looks like he's coming back. So those could be the five. Maybe you put uh, DeMar at three, you put Bickerstaff at four, and then one of the uh, you know the bigs at five. That's maybe what they do next year. Uh, but it's not, it's not known. But it sounds like Bickerstaff will be a, a good interior player, something that they desperately need. Because, you know... It's tough to see what Boston College could do next year. Uh, they lost five of their top scorers. You know, that's a big loss. However, you also have to consider that their defense was the reason why they lost a lot of games last year. And if they can get a coach in here that can coach defense, you don't need to score a ton of plays, uh, points. Um, so that that's me. And that's what Earl Grant and Jim Molinari's bread and butter is. It is though it's playing defense. So getting Bickerstaff, getting Andre Adams or 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 Karnick to to just you know moderately improve defense could make this team better. I am not saying this team's going to be a tournament team because they definitely probably will not next year. But could they take a step in the right direction? That remains to be seen. And speaking of basketball, we'll we're getting all into basketball talk here. A few scheduling notes. Um, first of all, on Tuesday. John Rothstein tweeted, I, and I thought he was sleeping in May. I thought that's what he did, but apparently he's awake, uh, that Boston College is planning to play against Bryant this year. Now, Bryant, you, you're like, oh, yeah, that's an easy team to beat. They lost to Bryant in 2012. They're 2-1 and one against them. Um, that was one of the Steve Donahue's 
WTF losses that he had. Um, but Bryant was pretty good last year. You know, they got to the uh, conference finals in their, their conference and made it to the CBIs. Uh, so, you know, they won 15. They were 15 and five in the regular season. They ended up 15 and seven. They're a good, good coach program. So uh, that should be a tough, tough game for BC because you don't know where BC is going to be at. BC also should be scheduled to play URI. And I need to get a little bit more uh, clarification what's going on there, because from what I heard from Rostein and a few others was that they were going to play URI as part of their series that they signed before last season, which got all messed up. Uh, but now that I'm seeing that they're in this thing called the Sunshine Sunshine Jam, uh, which is that like multi-team tournament uh, that's going to be in Daytona, Florida. And that would be BC, URI, Tulsa, and another team to be uh, named later. And that was announced by Jeff Goodman. Um, and he has that up on a site. So Goodman is usually right on top of things. So that's where they're at with the schedule. Uh, there's a bunch of other games that they've had. And I'm not sure because of all the COVID changes from last year where they are in terms of, of contracts and, and games that they already had planned, which ones they're going to make up, which ones they're not going to make up. Because I know they had games, I think, scheduled against USF, uh, Cal, St. Louis, Richmond. Those games were supposed to happen last year, but because of COVID, they all got X. So I'm not sure if they're going to get moved to this year. We'll find out more when the schedule comes out or when John Rothstein um, tweets out about it because he seems to know everything. So next on our show, we're going to talk about the ACC and I'm going to give you some teams that could knock down Clemson. And if you like talk about ACC, let me tell you about Locked on ACC. It's a show that I co-host once a week and I'm gonna, my show now drops on Wednesdays with Candace Cooper. And we're talking about everything ACC. On today's show, we talk about our previews of certain teams and we go over some rankings that uh, she found on 247 Sports and debate whether those accurately reflect where a team could fall. So we'll check those out. If you like that kind of talk, check out Locked on AC. It's a really good podcast um, and it's hosted by Candace Cooper and a, a variety of other Locked on hosts. And that you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. First, let's talk about Lucy.co. Lucy Nicotine is a company co-founded by Cal Tech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years and made for people, not patients. It's 2001. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy Nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on college listeners, go to Lucy.co and use promo code Locked on College to get 20% off all your products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's Lucy.co and use promo code Locked on College at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on college. Next, let's let's go into Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious chocolate covered protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's got to be right now. It's 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 coconut almond. My my gosh, these are so delicious. 
and you gotta check out a Bell Bar. It's 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four net carbs, and they are delicious. They don't have that chalky or gritty flavor that you get up with a lot of protein bars. And what I like most about Bell Bars is they give me the energy to get through uh, that like two or three o'clock lull. Like I have like an iced coffee with no whipped cream or sugar. I'm a black coffee person and my belt bar and it just gets me going for the rest of the day order now today and it, when you use promo code locked 15 you'll get 15 percent off your first order at builtbar.com again use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com this is locked on boston college aj black here we are talking acc football i'm taking a little detour away from bc football for now and I, well i'll get back to them in a second and I'm talking about the Clemson juggernaut that is taking over the ACC. Now, over the last five years, it feels like Clemson has just, you know, run rampant over every team in the conference. You know, they've had their little losses here and there against like Pittsburgh and Syracuse. But for the most part, they have been basically untouchable. So when does this train end for the Tigers? Because it seems like it's just never going to end. Like this team is just at another level that there's no ACC team that could ever touch them. And when you look at how they're recruiting, they're setting themselves up again for another big run because they they you know, they're getting five-star recruits at almost every position. They're getting blue chips. They're beating out SEC schools for guys like dude uh, for like quarterbacks like DJ and they have Justin Ross. They they are just top to bottom. And plus you got Dabo Swinney who's you know, you say it, he's one of the better coaches in the country. So that's what he, what he does. So who beats them? Who's going to be the team in the next couple years that can knock off Clemson and become the next ACC champ? Now, I would say if Notre Dame was in, in the in, in ACC for football, they'd have a chance because they you know have the, the manpower. We saw it last year. They beat him. But... I don't, you know, they're not theirs. They can't, they, you can't make that claim. So when I'm looking at the ACC and I'm looking at teams, there could be a team that snipes them, right? There's could be, a, you, you could have that Syracuse or Pitt moment where a team beats them, but who is building something that could beat Clemson? And, you know, many of you are listening or waiting for me to say Boston College. I might get to them in a moment as a team that, you know, more down the line could do it, but maybe not right now. I look at UNC right now and I look at what they're doing and I think they could beat them. You know, they have a quarterback. If I if I was going to have DJ Ugalalele go against Sam Howell, I'll pick Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell right now is a better quarterback. DJ may get there, but he's not there yet and it's going to take some time. But right now, my biggest concern about UNC for the, just this year, if the, this is the year that you could catch Clemson off guard, is that UNC lost their two top wide receivers, their two top running backs, and you know um, Sage Surratt is gone, who's one of their best defenders. So Mac Brown is doing a good job with recruiting, and he'll get that program at a place where they could battle Clemson. I'm not sure they're going to be the team this year to do it, though. But what about like the my what about Miami? You know they got Derek King, who everyone thinks is going to be the next potential Heisman winner out of the ACC, or you know he could be the best ACC quarterback. Um, I you know they have that swagger, they have the the guts to go out there and do it. Could they punch Clemson in the mouth and take it? Probably. I don't know though. I I don't see them building a program that could sustain and beat Clemson. Now you look at teams like Virginia Tech; they're a mess right now. 
I ha- you know, Virginia Tech is in no shape to take down Clemson. They're just not there. I don't think Justin Fuente will be there very much longer. We'll get to that in the third tri- section. So they are not going to be a team that could battle them. So what about Boston College? This is a Boston College podcast. Could they be a team that knocks off Clemson? You know, I look at what Jeff Hathley does and what he's doing with this program. And I think he's got this program going in the right direction. But does he have enough horses in the in the stable to knock off Clemson? This year, if the, it, there's the big question for me is that defense. Can that defense stop people? Can that defense make plays? I, I've said it before. I think Jaden Lars Woodbay is going to be a huge difference maker. And I think the linebacking group with Isaiah Graham Mobley, and I like Cam Arnold. I think he's going to be good too. But is that enough? Is that enough to beat Clemson down in Death Valley? Uh, you know, as much as I want to be a homer, I don't think it is. You know, I think Dracovic and that offense will be able to put up points, but I think DJ Ugalele will be able to, to do the same thing to that defense. So I'm not sure BC is going to be that answer. So maybe my answer right now is there is no one. It's kind of a cop-out, but I don't see a team jumping up right now to beat them. And maybe something happens to Clemson. Maybe there's an unfortunate injury. You know, maybe a, a DJ Ugalele goes down early and something happens and they have to go to their backup and then that causes something because, you know, their backup quarterback is out for the season too. So they're one quarterback away from really having to dig deep. If that happens, then throw this whole conversation out the window because that really puts Clemson at a disadvantage. And yeah, Boston College could beat them if that happens. So um, I just need to see, like, I'm ready. I'm almost at that point where I could say Boston College could possibly pull an upset against Clemson. You know, that offensive line, I feel like can battle Clemson's defensive line. I don't care how many five stars they have. I think BC's offensive line is you know, battle tested. They're in the right position now. And then you have all those offensive weapons, which I think even with against Clemson, they're going to be able to do things. It's that defense. I need to see like that Missouri game is going to show me, Hey, they're, they, they could pull this upset, upsetting in death Valley or eh, they're not there yet. So I'm going to have to wait and see in that. So, and my answer is kind of a cop out. I just don't see any team catching Clemson right now. And we'll, we'll talk more about that on other, on other shows as we kind of preview for the summer. But I wanted to kind of talk about that right now. In a moment, we're going to chat about uh, coaches on the hot seat. I want to talk about where different coaches are at. Now, before we do that though, let's talk about betonline.ag. Are you, betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all your latest news, odds, and sporting needs for Major League Baseball, NBA, and NHL and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over and make sure to use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up and make your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is AJ Black. We're doing kind of an ACC discussion here on a Wednesday here on Locked On Boston College. Before we kind of got kind of grim and, and down in the dumps about any team that could catch Clemson, and I kind of said, right now, I don't see it. But I kind of left it off with, if there's some things that happen with Boston College, I'm ready to go there. I just need to see it first, and I'm not there yet. Now, what's going on? And this this conversation will have nothing to do with Boston College, because we're talking the hot seat. And obviously, Jeff Halfley is about as far from the hot seat as any coach in the ACC, other than Mac Brown and um, Dabo Swinney. Now, 
there are some teams in the ACC that are in rough shape. And you can go down the list and, and, and name them. And there's so many right now that I'm looking at going, man, there are they're in, they could be gone next year. I'm looking at four or five head coaches in the ACC right now that could be on the coach's hot seat. Let's kind of go through each one. Now, my first one, and I have to say his, his seat is scorching hot, is Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech. Now, at the end of last season, this was a team that they clobbered Boston College, but they were just bad last year. They lost a handful of games that were... They lost five of their last six games. Excuse me, five of their last seven because they beat Virginia. But they lost games against Wake Forest, Liberty, the U, Pittsburgh, and they got clobbered by Clemson. The Liberty game is the game that stuck out in my my mind because that was the game that, that Justin Fuente completely blew with bad p- play calling near the end. I think that was the game where they had the fake punt or fake kickoff that something happened and uh, he got greedy with it and ended up losing points and they ended up losing that game. So I I have to say Fuente, I don't expect Virginia Tech to be very competitive this year. I think they'll be okay. Um, and they, they could very well be Boston College, but they're not going to be to the level that they want. So I think his his seat is scorching hot and I expect him to probably be gone by next year. I, I just have a feeling that, that, that uh, Virginia Tech has seen enough. Uh, you know, he's not doing what he needs to do there. So he's one that I think is on the hot seat. Next on my list is Pat Narduzzi at Pitt. Now, Pitt last season, you know, they, their season wasn't all that bad. They finished the season six and five, they're the same as Boston College. Uh, and, you know, they, but they had a tough stretch in there. So, you know, they played Syracuse, they played Louisville and Austin P to start off. And then they lose four games in a row to UNC, uh, sorry, NC State, Boston College, Miami, and Notre Dame. They beat Florida State, they beat Virginia Tech, and then they get killed by Clemson and beat Georgia Tech and call it a season without a bowl. And you know, I don't know what's going on with Pitt. I like they're they they scored twenty nine points a game. They got Kenny Pickett coming back. You know, Narduzzi probably is a little lower on my list of of hot seats, but you know, if they're they're a bad season away from that really getting that that talk to le- to reach that Justin Fuente talk. Um I you know, they got they always have good defenses. They always seem prepared at times, but the, Narduzzi is a coach that doesn't coach to win, he coaches not to lose. Um and those coaches never last. So I I I have him up there. And now above him and I I kind of went out of order. My second coach and one that many BC fans wanted here that I think is is gone after this year is Dino Babers. Now Dino Babers had a magical 2018 season, which now that I look at it and see what happened, I'm wondering if it wasn't him, if it was Eric Dungey that had the the magic that caused it. That was the year they went four uh, ten and three, and they scored 40 points a game and beat um you know they had you know big wins up and down down the, the season, you know, beating West Virginia in a big bowl game at the end of the year. But since then, the the rail the the wheels have completely fallen off. And you know, they got a transfer from Mississippi State, Garrett Schrader. I don't see him being the answer. And I don't think um Tommy DeVito's the answer either. I don't think they have a quarterback on that roster. And that offensive line is putrid and they're just they're not built right. And you know, so as someone who covers recruiting the difference between what Boston College is recruiting and what Syracuse is recruiting is vastly different. Boston College is battling teams like Penn State, Michigan, and and Southern schools. I don't see Syracuse doing that. They're they're not 
in the same league as Boston College at this point. I think they're going to have a tough year, and I'm not sure if they're going to fire Babers yet, but this year, it, he's another guy. Like, if he has a tough season, his seat is going to be red hot again. Now, there's a couple coaches that, that you know, I think if they have a tough year could, um, you know, see it happen. But Mike Norvell's one, um, just because Florida State is antsy and he seemed to, you know, his team was a mess last year. If he does it again and, like, he loses that locker room, Florida State will just fire him. Boosters will pay for someone else. Um, I don't think that'll happen this year, but it could happen. And then finally, my last one that I'm not sure he's going to be around much longer is Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. Now, Collins, he, he you know, they went uh, three and eight last year, I believe. And but again, just another team that doesn't seem to be going anywhere and they don't seem to be taking that step. And he, his seat must be getting really hot over there in Atlanta. So we'll have to see where he goes. And then finally, I don't think it's a, a, a hot seat take here, but David Cutcliffe just might retire. <laughs> he might just be gone because he's getting up there in age and you just, you know, Duke is not going very far. I don't know how much longer he's going to want to coach. So that's like almost half of the ACC that's either going to be on the hot seat or gone after the season. Um, and it'll be interesting to watch. You know, games are played for a reason. So I could be dead off on some of these. Maybe Dino Babers, Babers gets his program going again. And uh, that that offense that I think is kind of gimmicky actually does work. But we'll see. So this is AJ Black. I hope you enjoyed today's show. It's a little bit off the, the beaten topic, uh, off the beaten path. But, you know, we're in the summer months. And there's, you know, the, most of the games other than lacrosse are, are, are done. And... I, you're not going to get me on a show to break down lacrosse games because I, I don't play lacrosse and I haven't really watched it. I, I find it interesting, but I don't know enough to, to talk about it. So if you like my show, check out uh, Locked On ACC. Check out Locked On Today as well. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's a nice 20-minute podcast that gives you all the day's news. If you like that, uh, please check it out wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at LockedOnBC. I'm also AJBlack underscore BC on Twitter. I'm the editor and publisher of BCBulletin.com. Check that out as well. This is AJ Black. We'll be back again tomorrow for another show, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.